We're starting off strong. Listen, I I like it. How you doing, Bobby? Life is good, and you, Alex? You know, I'm I'm just, you know, we're going to get into it pretty quickly today. <laughs> I, we're in the presence of of a knight. A knight. Sir Orlo <laughs> has joined us. <laughs> Sir Lo, bow down, motherfucker. <laughs> Orlando Martinez has joined us again. Um, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you guys for having me back. Absolutely. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we were just saying when you're here that we had to reschedule on you, and you were very uh, uh, flexible for us yeah, to get absolutely. in. To get That's in great. here. As now, long as I'm in. Now, I told everyone you canceled on me to go to Rob Fulmer's. Uh, I know you did. I get, the world that got back to me. Who's yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> And then I literally followed that sentence up with, that's not what's really happening, yeah. but this is how I'm going to say it. And so, uh, it is hilarious. And so we re- that's here how we are. Back to you too. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to be right before New Year's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jameson took yeah. ill. I'm mm-hmm. glad he's doing better. Yeah, he's doing good. Yeah. That kid will will either hold in his poop or shit his pants. I wonder those, if it's all the, the Is it all the shit talk in the basement that's gotten terrified? Honestly, I really <laughs> wanted to like say something about that on the podcast and be like, yo, Someone shitting their pants in this household, and it ain't me. <laughs> Hopefully, it's only that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking, if it was Brooke, that'd be foul. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, what are you doing in there? Are you okay? I feel like it's a uh, it's an unfair standard of this world that guys get a little bit more of a pass to shit their pants than women. You think? Yeah. I mean, I could. For me I personally, I think I think, the, I think it's just fucking hilarious. I, I think shit talk and butt talk is fucking hilarious. But do you think? But there's I, more judgment socially. I agree. Do you think yeah. there's more judgment for men or women if they shit their pants? I think women would be judged harder if they shit their pants. No, I don't know. I, I disagree. I think I think it's acceptable because well, it's not acceptable. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's be real clear. It's, it's, let me rephrase it. It's it's more accepted because yeah. I think of their bodily functions i think yeah. just, i don't i don't think i'm gonna make sense here but um <laughs> i think it's a little bit easier for that for us to say okay i understand than it is for a guy like what the fuck dude yeah, well if, if it's Stinky a dude then it's like you fucking gross dude yeah exactly you, you gross. but also like guys like fart in the hand and then throw it at other dudes faces right like i've never seen a woman do that <laughs> no 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 it's stay classy different. out there ladies exactly i appreciate it I'm sorry about us guys. We don't know what they do amongst themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's so, true. Yeah, right. They just buttercup each other. All. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spoken like Scissors. a man who's <laughs> never been to Bullhead City. <laughs> <laughs> I drove through it. It um, it's it's a wild place. Like if a river didn't run through it, it wouldn't exist. Um, and my uh, isn't that most places like early settlement just because they could farm? What's most of Arizona to be honest? Um, rural Arizona, like mm-hmm. a lot of those towns, like where I'm from, was predominantly just because there was like a sawmill and there was like commerce and it was close to the reservation. So there, there was like commerce to have with the locals, but as time went on and the sawmill closed down, like it's just a bunch of like summer housing for rich people. And then the working class that keeps their housing and food running. Uh, it's kind of weird, but I'd be tight to be rich. It, oh, I mean, <clears throat> I used to work on some of the houses when I was in my youth, way, way back in the country club elevators, like, just full-on bay window, just beautiful, gorgeous houses. Elevators in houses? Yeah. Oh, you rich fucks. <laughs> Eminem was up sing- in the country? Uh, up in the country club, yeah. I know Eminem sang oh, a whole club. song about having an elevator in his house, but, like, I mean, even when I was building houses in my youth, 
I one ha- project I worked on with my stepfather, we built, uh, we framed out what would become the elevator shaft for the three story house. Wow. So yeah, it's just kind of a trip to know that there's multiple elevators in houses. Just in multiple. The- yeah, like all sorts of people have huge, like kind of McMansions way back in the country club. That's crazy. Yeah. God. It'd be, cool, like to, it'd be cool to have elevator money. Yeah, unnecessary. <laughs> it's a waste you. of money. Man, I got Unless you're I, handicapped. I, I think, <laughs> Seriously, then <laughs> you got to get... You know, yeah, you're right. You ain't going right. to fucking wheel yourself up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't they have those like cool like chairs they mount to your railing? <laughs> those ain't cool. <laughs> I, for whatever reason... They're just cheaper a, than an elevator. I just As a yeah. kid, I was like... I always thought that'd just be the funnest thing. Although they move like so slow... Uh, there's like, yeah, they like, definitely make you think about your broken body <laughs> all the way up and down. If you probably walked upstairs, you'll still go faster. Than yeah, that. yeah. Uh, yeah, you could probably drag your body upstairs faster than those things move. It's ridiculous. Have you guys ever gotten uh, in like at a hotel where they have like the the little moving chair to get into the pool or the hot tub? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you ever? Used one? No, I know. Uh, I've I, definitely been hammered and like I'm fucking doing it, and it is not quick. So you're like, oh, this is so funny, and then you get on it, and then you're still like hanging over the pool. So you're like, I'm too far to back out now. But like, if anybody walks by, this doesn't look good. No, like, I thought the <laughs> this would be funnier faster. I don't think I've ever seen anyone actually use one. You should have seen me drunk at a hotel. <laughs> I've seen you drunk elsewhere. <laughs> It's, it's a similar thing. <laughs> if there's a silly automated thing and I'm drunk, I'm going to try to use it. Mm-hmm. Listen, that's what you got to do. All right. Well, I mean, we've got so many of these beers. I feel we should just at least start there. Yeah, um, you brought us to... gifts again. And we're the assholes that haven't even broken into the gifts you brought the first time. Oh, that's no problem. You guys eventually will, man. Yeah, I got you guys. This is something I've been sitting on. I've been with Founders now almost four years. Oh, yeah. This was in the first year, so okay. four years now. It's been four, four years? Four years. Holy shit, time flies. Yeah, I mean, it's almost, you're coming up, surpassing your hangar time, right? June will be four years for me uh, in Founders, and hangar I was about about four months after. Four months, uh, four years. Four years. Yeah, I thought it was like yeah, four yeah. and a half years or something. Like that. Exactly, yeah. it was. Sorry. But this, they gave us to one of our ABPs, because pre-COVID... Here's the most absurd bottle opener. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> it's for my fridge as a child and my... Uh... I mean, I do have one. Yeah. So, wait. You need my... No, no, no. We're, we're yeah, use we're this. using yeah, absurd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. This isn't a reasonable podcast. This is ridiculous. That yeah, was... Use, use, use your left hand to pretend it's a wall and then work the bottle. I like how you're no, working listen. the wall. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, okay. So, pre-COVID, founders yeah. used to fly everybody out to uh, oh, the brewery for ABP. Everybody across the country was fucking fun. It was so fun. Okay. Post COVID, they haven't done that yet. We but, should make beer fun again. Yeah. Let's bring yeah, it back. There's lot, yeah. There's a lot of missing elements to being fun. Yeah. Uh, it has for a while. Well, let's circle but, back on that. Yeah, Why yeah, you sorry. tell us about this? So, so um, when everybody got there, this was a gift to all of us. It is a specialty brew for employees only. I actually had two of them. I did crack one, I think, within that first 24 hours, and I I know what it tastes like, so it's pretty delicious. It is, the base beer is our Underground Mountain Brown, which is a bourbon barrel-aged imperial brown brewed with Sumatra coffee, and then this was aged in, let me clarify, because I told you earlier, but I want to specify, 15-year-old wild turkey casks. Jesus. 
So okay. the, the ABV on this is 13. I didn't only. know turkeys lived that long. <laughs> oh, Not around here. In the wild. <laughs> so I'm pouring this now. So okay. Very excited for this. Yeah, this... Um, and then I brought a Bourbon County, which I, I don't know why I had it. So. <laughs> Listen, you've all got a Bourbon Counties. Sit around Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Good to see you guys. It smells mellow. like there's alcohol in that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fuck, that's excellent. It's good. It's It kind of just tastes like our underground mountain brown. It doesn't have that... Do you pick up the tur- the wild turkey at all? Any kind of essence of it? it? It's not hot. No. There's no doubt about it. It's definitely not hot. It's not boozy to me. Mm-mm. Those Hangar 24 ones were boozy last time. You definitely get, you said the right word, the essence of Dirty Bird. Um, yeah. As a Dirty Bird um, regular. A fictional. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Dirty yeah. Bird as in Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey 101. Um, that's specifically the Dirty Bird. Yeah. Um, that um, it's a it's a cheap go to when I want to drink whiskey that uh, will get you where you need to be and also not taste horrible. Well, also I feel like you could use some high BB in your life because you're just a big man, right? Like, oh yeah, my tolerance is so fucking out of control. Yeah, yeah. Like when I saw you on your birthday at Chupa, getting out of that limo and just chatting with you, I was like, I would love to quantify and like see. In like in person, how much liquid it took to get you to where you were? You should <laughs> videotape that. Yeah. It was um, it was a lot. Um, a lot of it had to do with uh, Adam showed up uh, while we were waiting for the car um, with a big ass fancy bottle of single malt, and I started cruising through that pretty quick. Okay, so you use the high octane stuff to get there. Yeah, it's um, it's actually kind of how I've always drank. When I even when I was at the the iguanas, right? Um, when I was drinking like Guinness and Miller Lite pints is my beer. I would those were regulatory pints. My drinking mostly consisted of starting with Rumplemans, so moving are you a, into uh, a pint, and then regulating my that through like high octane interjections of like your standard go to is like if you're looking to go have a night out. Get a little sauced. It's it's booze to get you there, and then once you're there, yeah, my stable f- with y- with y- beer. Usually, my first thing these days because I don't drink Ripplements anymore uh, is uh, see I'll, I'll you, do I'll, you grow up. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll do like a finger or two of bourbon. Okay, just take that and probably a swallow. To be honest, um, it's kind of how I like drinking it. Uh, you know, I, I smell it, I taste it a little bit, but I like to swallow. I like to, to kind of like envelop my entire gullet. And just kind of like, it, it's it's a it's a very specific like. I'm gonna bring a throwback experience, and, is, and then I just move into beer until I need another. We one. talked about how you taste bourbon, and you said on this podcast that you swish it. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. If I really want to get into it, I'll swish it. I'll it's swish rare, it right? I mean, I, who swishes? You're right. I don't know. Mouth. Uh, I don't drink it normally, so I don't know. But I'm learning. So. I got to do it at home. It's about what you do with the gifts you're given. I uh, really. <laughs> I'm the kind of guy that you do? like lower ABV beers, Just but I want like hoppy, like session IPAs all day. Because even though I've been in the beer industry for a very long time, I get drunk fairly quick. Like mm. I can't hang. I don't have a super high alcohol tolerance. I think I have a high al- alcohol to- tolerance for getting like where the buzz, like a light buzz is. Mm-hmm. I think it takes more than 
most people to get me to that. But then to get too drunk is is much faster than a lot. So once you're buzzing, getting to drunk is pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm if I'm gonna you, you drink spirits, it's for sure at home. Oh, how about yeah. you? Beer guy all the way through and through? No, not not necessarily. Um, we kind of touched on this. I, I I haven't gotten the acquired taste for bourbons, mm-hmm. whiskeys. Uh, vodka is what I drink, but usually, you know, I'll have it neat every now and then, but it's mm-hmm. rare. I'll usually have it with tonic or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but wine. I love wine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, I every now and again have, like, this jealousy for wine reps. Because they're <laughs> like, oh, I have, like, 37 bottles at my house, and I'm sampling and learning all these things. And I, for sure, don't know shit about wine. Yeah. But I know what types I like, and I'd like to get deeper into that. But I can't pull wine bottles as samples as a beer rep. Right. I can pull beer samples as to what, have it. What I'm curious is about the wine reps. When they open a bottle, you know, there's really a short amount of time oh, yeah. before that wine stays good, right? Mm-hmm. And they have what they have there to properly cap it and so to keep it fresh as much as they can. But how quickly do they go through a sample bottle if it's oh, a 750 sure. bottle, right? If they're sampling one store, they're going to sample the rest of the stores the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Or is another store going to want a different style or variant or mm-hmm. varietal of wine? So I'm wondering what they do with the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, they got to be drinking it. Something's got to be up. But I love it. I mean, growing up in San Francisco, Napa, you know, was very close. And so we would go up there often. And um, I built that palette for Napa. And there's this stigma oh, yeah. between Napa and Sonoma, mm-hmm. Sonoma County. Sonoma claims that they're the first ones to, you know, have California wines. Uh, and they probably are. I don't know the history. Can but, you tell the difference? If you yes, really, yeah, wow. It's just it, there's a dryness to the Sonoma ones that I'm not really a big fan of. Okay, and uh, everything more in from Napa tastes a little bit more clean, a little bit more fresh, a little bit more fruity, uh-huh. aromatic, um, and I like it a lot more. So it's funny because when I try wine from other countries and continents, I could tell the difference. I can't go into detail on yeah, anything, yeah. but I know the difference of especially a side by side. Yeah, exactly for sure. I. Uh, I had a, a bottle of Napa Valley Cab from Emerson Brown mm-hmm. at Maple and Ash. And that on their list, wine list is dope wine under 100 bucks. <laughs> Retail is like 30, or wholesale is like 35 bucks a bottle. I just bought a fucking case of it and it's excellent. But you're saying, what's Sonoma is drier? Sonoma to me is drier than Napa. I gotta try, I like dry. Do you? So I gotta try Regardless some of what Sonoma. Kind. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I think the same thing when it comes to beer, right? Like I want like a bitter West Coast or a crisp lager. Right. I don't really get in anything malty because it just feels sweet to me. Um, There's a movie I want to say it's called Bottle Rocket. Maybe that's not it. It's called, it stars Alan Rickman, and it's about the first time wine tasting got started between Sonoma and Napa. Okay. And that they entered uh, a contest, uh, an international contest in France. And wineries from Napa won. And so oh, it started shit. driving people out to Napa. Yep. And so that only happened like in the early 70s. So it's only been, you know, only a little, almost 50 years that this has been going on. What's so. wild is wine competitions, like, truly do drive sales. But beer competitions, it's like a flash in the pan, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can move, a, you know, a few extra kegs Maybe. when we win a gold at GABF. But, like, in, in October, it hits. We get a gold with tabula rasa or toasted porter. 
in Arizona, I moved like 10 more kegs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and it's got to be quick. I'm jumping on that shit so fast. I'm like, guys, it's not gold. And then people are like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking over yeah, it, dude. Over like, yeah, gold, wow, cool. Tell me when you get platinum, bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it depends on how much is brewed. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. So we were talking about um, bringing the fun back to beer, right? Like, yeah. we aren't that snobby. Uh, ritzy wine industry or that just heavy money huge placement um, spirit spirit industry um that we're kind of that every man's drink and we all work for companies that make beer right that's that every man's drink and i am a firm believer and if i'm going to do an event i'm going to do an event that i think is fun because if i'm having fun others should be having fun because if i'm dreading what i'm doing and doing a fucking trivia like Trivia is work, but like at the end of the day, you sat at a fucking table and and talked about useless information. Like, was that that exciting, or was it just something to do? And it doesn't really pull more people in; it pulls the regulars in. Exactly. So you you know when you advertise any type of event, you want it to be something that is fun, yep. that can draw more people because that's what the retailer wants. For sure. You know, yeah, yeah, come in and sponsor and give out prizes. That's great, but you want more people on top of your regulars. Yeah. To come in. So. I think a lot of retailers have kind of backed away from a lot of that stuff because I think it's still financially obligated to them um, with the, the amount of kegs that they might want to tap that particular mm-hmm. for that brewery. Um, but I think a lot of ideas just aren't there right now mm-hmm. because we could go and just do the same thing that you just said or even a tap takeover or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's just it's fun, but well, truthfully, in most markets, that rotation nation is kind of trickling off yeah so you couldn't really make your nut off of those fun cattle call accounts and just slinging some a bunch of limited releases and knowing you can get 80 placements of, of rare beer it's starting to lean more into those like core uh perm or semi-perm placements so the industry is Things getting a little bit for your consumers it is getting a little bit more constricted and we become more against each other in some aspects because yeah. it's like well who's gonna get the handle as opposed to like a rotating line of like uh, yeah you you got the line <laughs> you got in before me i didn't need to push there's another account that i can get this to right um and, and as beer reps we're we're never gonna be able to change the mass consumers mindset on how they drink Right. Or what is exciting to them? It all comes down to your fucking overpaid marketing team that's got 13 people and you got uh, time to do like crazy videos and whatever seems the most exciting. And then programming, 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 programming. That's what wins nowadays. It doesn't even matter, at least for the core stuff. These these rare breweries coming and doing crazy can art. It's such a small percentage of what's really happening volume wise in Arizona, but it does cloud up that shelf space and slows down pull through for brands that have put money into this market. I just want to go back to having fun. Like let's do some stupid, fun, dumb, fun events. Like I, I like a flamingo party or something. I I don't know. Like fucking like (laughs) a theme party. Let's do like handstand competitions. I don't know. Like, let's just get wild. Hanger. Yes. (laughs) Dead hanger. Yeah. Dead hanger. Product placement, baby. (laughs) Give you a plug. But I would like, I would love to get more involved in like the brewery competition style events and, and not necessarily say fuck the consumer, but like you get to watch us put on a performance kind of thing. 
rather yeah, than like just me sampling. Yeah, rather than me just sampling beers and hoping that yeah. because you tasted it. Beers on here. special, watch us be idiots. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. I like that too. I, I think that'd be fun. And then maybe tie in whatever the theme would be with the beer itself. So Absolutely. You know, say Pink Flamingo was the name of a beer, then you want people to dress up like Miami Vice or something. Exactly, like, you know, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Do beer cocktails. Like, I don't know. I think there's just so much opportunity for us to start really, really getting back to enjoying what this industry is mm-hmm. rather than like, because every day you're just chasing down your route and you're doing your business and you're trying to have fun depending on if that's your personality type. Like some people are just down to business and that's who they are. I am like a high grind hard worker, but primarily, I want to have a good time. I want to smile. I want to laugh. I want to bullshit yeah. while actually getting some business done. And I think that works well. But if I can just have dumb silliness, like I think so many people grow up and forget they were kids at one point and they were just dumb oh, and yeah, silly. And we got an adult. Exactly. But just because you have a house payment and, you know, a car payment, mortgage, kids doesn't mean you can't sing a silly song every now and again. I'm down with that. I like it. I mean, I went to um, a trivia thing with Liz, Grand Canyon Liz, and it was awesome. It was fun because she created her own trivia. It wasn't sponsored by, you know, Jack or what is it? Um, Jack Trivia. Jack Trivia. Oh, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know. I was like, who's Jack? Yeah. Oh, Geeks who drink. Or all <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. I couldn't think of it. Um, she created her own trivia, and it had something to do with the the time of, of that. It was around Christmas, around New Year's. Fuck yeah. So, yeah, and she'll do stuff like that's relevant to the brand or the style of beer that's on, too. Yeah. She showed me a few of, like, because I'll just glance through emails she'll send. And, yeah, it's it, it's it's so much more engaging. Um, well, she's engaging, and no that, that's no. what's important. It's, it's, you know, the rep that's throwing these events has to be engaging. They can't just sit on their ass and drink beer in the corner. They need to interact. They need mm-hmm. to be, you know, active. They need to engage. So Liz is like that, and she did a good job. And I was only there for about 15 minutes. I didn't want to leave, but I had to. <laughs> <laughs> you were engaged, dude. Yeah. She had you. She got you she locked did. in. It's funny, speaking of that, I have a uh, – it's the silly training thing that I've been working on, and uh, one of them is like, like is, your, is your rep – and it's like almost like a self-reflection, right? Is your rep like high-energy – like good spirits because that's like infectious and like are they confident in that high energy and i just wrote like because you gotta then rate yourself i'm like 11 out of 10 motherfucker like, with an exclamation point <laughs> no, no room for opportunity 11 out of 10 exclamation Ex- 11 out of 10 baby <laughs> absolutely um yeah with the events like that um I have taken an approach where i've just told my team like listen i don't pay you guys on incentive i've I've changed the way I pay my employees. I've raised the base to be pretty competitive while we figure out. I'm selling 90% of the beer for the company right now. Mm. All of our growth is in chance. So I couldn't pay these guys out on a bonus if I wanted to. So while we're figuring that out, we're just giving annual raises and um, doing uh, all of that. So I don't pay them in a commission structure. So I don't want them to behave like they're in a commission structure. Whether you sell 10 kegs this week or not, your paycheck's cash and it doesn't matter. Um. So why do a ta- like I get a tap takeover for someone who needs barrelage to make money, um, but that's not what we're doing anymore. So let's focus on what we're doing. Let's make events great, signature, fun. You know, I've talked a little bit about what I'm doing for Beer Week with like turning all my favorite foods and some pretty wild ideas into pizzas, and then just kind of going around and sharing what I love about food and beer with people. Beer special. Buy some pizzas, 
fuck off, keep it moving. And um, you're right. Like, I want to get back to more team fun, though, for sure. Like, I used to do a lot of stuff with Vandermeer when he was at Sierra Nevada. I used to work with a lot more breweries more consistently to do fun things. And it did kind of get lost in the COVID shuffle. Um, Things definitely changed from COVID. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, people went from like having fun to like, I will fucking cut you if you get in my fucking way to kettle call. Like, oh, not me. <laughs> oh no, I'm fine. That yeah, little shit. But, but some some people ended up like that. Like, and I get it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of changed a little bit. And you know, <clears throat> I try um, to stomp the yard now. If someone cuts me in a cattle call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that or what? Or right. something like that. You got it. You got it. I'm not. Gonna, you cut me in the line. Yeah, I got for those the moves. Listener, I uh, was stomping the yard just on this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, break dance battles. Oh, he's oh, got wow. it, dude. He's got it. Popped and locked, bro. <laughs> Sir Orlo coming for me. <laughs> 80s. Put the cardboard on the floor. Here you go. Yeah, it's waxed and ready to go. I'm get ready. the helmet if you want to do the little head slide upside down thing. I'm still working on it. There's not a lot of room down here to break You'll hear bones cracking if I do it. <laughs> oh, man. I always wanted to break dance, but... Did you ever try? No. Uh, Let's try. No. We can I'm move all the stuff off this video. table. I'm deaf 40, and so no. Um, I'm also on the early Bro, dude, but you program, act so, so young. I'm, I'm already deaf 40. sore all dude, the time. Dude, but you got like a young soul. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I have a cantankerous old touch. <laughs> and everyone knows it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. to the club. Yeah. I'm going to poke everybody and be like, no, dude, you, you, you got this. <laughs> you just, just I'm going to definitely stoke the fire of making someone do something silly. You're just going to be the devil on everyone's shoulders. Oh, this without year. a doubt. Instigator. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to watch fireworks this year, dude. Well, Let's make things happen. <laughs> well, getting back, Alex, to the, the, the combo uh, brewery events that we've done, I think I'm starting to see some of that come back. I'm starting to see because I know that I always enjoyed that, you know, when I was doing it with Hanger, and I think I've done it a couple times with Founders, but this is all pre-COVID. Doing what? Um, having a, a, a combined event with oh, another brewery. It's my, my favorite fucking yep. thing. It's so it, doesn't, it doesn't always have to be a brewery that's in the same house. Oh, yeah, for Just sure. Like you said Sierra, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I know that Kayla and, and Liz have been talking. Now, whether or not they're planning anything, I don't know. She hasn't shared anything, but I mean, that's that. Offer. She hasn't given you her notice yet? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, I know. Um, so I don't know if anything's planned for Beer Week or anything. I know that we're probably going to be doing something at um, Shout Out Tap Room 120. At one of the one of the evenings during that night, whether or not they do anything with Grand Canyon, I don't know. However, getting no, back to it, is they're my doing. Point, a, I think Liz is doing a beer week event with them. Yeah, and yeah. and so that's what kind of initiated it. So I don't know if they're actually going to do a combined thing or not. So. I, I, I honestly think you're dead on. I think that's what it is because um, Liz was talking to me about it. Um, I definitely want to check out Taproom 120. You know, Megan Yarbrough sold me my house, oh. um, and I've known Matt Poltash a long time, but yeah. uh, it's just like we all have like that linear circle we hang out in mm-hmm. that's like three blocks outside of mine <laughs> and, and i've been putting up some pretty strong boundaries this year and like the other day uh one of my former reps is like oh hey come hang out with me at this place i was like i'll be real honest with you bro no you are a cantankerous old fuck i was like i'm not going to because that place is lame and i'm not wasting my time there and, I'm and cool. he's and he's like and who is that uh <laughs> with the lame place <laughs> uh, hey, hey, yeah. that's the industry uh, secret dude <laughs> that's right um, I was like, I was like, I just never been there. I don't know, man. Uh, I was like, I am going to hang out at this place I'm at, which I know is rad and finish my night here, which is 30 more minutes. 
And he's like, okay. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, man, like, when you're young in the industry, like, getting to know everything and learning stuff. But, like, I I know enough in 10 years to know that the experience I'm going to have going to that bar. And I would just rather spend 30 more minutes here. That's all. You know. Fair enough. Sometimes, I mean. Valley Taproom stepping up is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I, like, I like Donald. He's the man. Uh, okay. But I like it, Donald a lot. Um you want to talk about how much you like Donald one more time? Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> he, he means well. I, I, I've never met the man. I have no idea. Uh, his sweet soul. I've literally never even been there. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> that's the whole thing. But like, more importantly, has Liz been there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right? She's doing her job. I didn't think right. the, uh, what I was going to end and then forgot, which is why I just kept talking about Donald, um, <laughs> was, almost forgot about it again, is you could be at a really shitty bar if you're with a great company. Right? Oh, absolutely. Like, then, then the worst place is now the best place. Hell of a bar like, exists. That is definitely by far one of the worst places. It's the worst place in the city. Um, I, I think there's a place called Goalies that really contends with it on the west side. Um, come for me, Goalies regulars, I guess. Um, but uh, it's um, that one's pretty bad, though. It's uh, Pella Verde's. Pella Verde's gnarly, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, almost like, like cartoonishly bad. <laughs> like, if you wrote a story about a bad dive bar, you couldn't get there. You know what I mean? It's like, it could only happen in reality. There's no way to invent it in your mind. It just, it's just something that happens. The Palo Verde Lounge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? It just, you can't set out to make something like that. Yeah, yeah, you can't just like... Dreams have to be shattered. You can't just like catch <laughs> cat cats, make them drink a bunch of water, and then hold them in pens until they piss on your ground. And then like, that's setting the ambiance, right? Like... It just has to naturally happen that cats wandered in and pissed, and then it smells that way, right? Like, <laughs> it would be weird to write a business Listen, plan and be like, I, I how do we know, make this smell like cat pee? I'm going to be honest with you. It, you did not have me at the beginning, but you fucking brought it back. <laughs> Holy shit, that paid off. Okay, okay, okay. Holy shit, that was great. Oh, my God. I don't know that place. Uh, Pelliverty Lounge. It's in Tempe. It's, um, it's a real shithole. Don't go. <laughs> if you're ever trying to win a competition of like I can take you to the worst dive bar that's how you win yeah if you ever want to feel real good about your life and career and choices you've made hang out there and you're like dude I'm good I, I, thought, I, was, I thought I was bad dude this is a it's like when you get a fresh haircut and you're like man I hate my life and then you're like actually actually <laughs> yeah like if you walk in and you have just a little too much pep in your step it attracts attention <laughs> like your soul's not like broken enough. And I'm sure they got like, their regulars, right? So anyone else walks in, so like, who the fuck is this? A lot of craft people have had this experience, um, and specifically this account. Have you ever been to Prices Primetime? No. Oh my god. So when you walk in, it's literally like ten feet to the bar. It's a big thing that kind of snakes around, and it's usually a ton of people sitting around. As soon as you open the door, it's fucking darker and shit in there. You think there's fucking bat guano everywhere? It's so fucking dark. <laughs> And then you open it, and the fucking sun comes in. And I've been sitting at the bar when this happens, and it's like a spectacle. And everyone at the bar just kind of shifts <laughs> like in a movie. They're like, scans you, makes sure you're blue color enough, and turns back to what they're doing. Where is this? Uh, it's right by Yard Cigar Bar. And uh, oh. it's, it's across the street from Fibbers and Yard Cigar Bar. It's the Price is Primetime. They have like 20 handles. Um Harold and Chuck, uh, the fucking uncles of CCD, they used to hang out there all the time. That's how you got to know that place. That's why they started carrying craft. 
I ended up getting Jacqueline, uh, Chris says hi, by the way. Um, I ended up getting uh, my brother-in-law the cooking job there after their longtime cook had passed away. They were really in a bind to have somebody. And so I started hanging out there. They brought in some product, and then the CCD guys were like, oh, we can really get some craft in there. And then next thing I knew, they had like 20 handles. You're getting like some Cobra taps. I don't know how many they still have there, but they had a ton of beers. They were having like Big Blue Van on. Hmm. So I thought a lot of people... That in local craft would have swung in there a, t- a, a time or two, but it, some people miss it. But it's uh, it's not a gem. I'm just saying, like when you walk in and you open that door, you get that like shift, like, and it's almost. <laughs> like, have you ever been to like Jolie's? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, well, Jolie's is mostly old Iguanas people, so it's a little, it's a little worse than that. But also, it's like super dark, and everyone just turns and stares at you. <laughs> I want to do it just for that. Oh, it's so oh, for it, sure. Oh, it's so fun. If that shit doesn't like that shit doesn't bother me. Like I. I almost there's this weird high I get if I walk into the room and I've disrupted whatever the fuck's happening and like whether that's like people that know me are like fuck and I can sense it oh Jesus He's Pe- people that don't like me think that like you know like Who sneering like at me uh, nobody really but if they exactly. did and they sneered at me in public and I, that's like giving me cocaine <laughs> you're having the opposite effect I <laughs> like somebody doesn't like you. <laughs> Somebody you talking about shit, man. <laughs> I heard, Listen, I've heard your stories of you talking shit to people's faces. There's somebody doesn't you've like been you. there. Yeah. Um, listen, I have uh, what me and Andy call my fan club. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm aware of them, and that's fine. Uh, listen, I'm not for everyone. That's been the whole thing, right? Oh hell but, yeah! But it's the things that people don't yeah. like about it's me. Growing on me. Like you and Orlando find endearing, and that's okay. Not everyone's for everyone. I don't want to be for everyone. Also, people need to be less fucking judgy, right? Like, if you like most that's gonna change of the things of someone, they're good. Like, like I, it was a guy I grew up with that always had to like prove how cool he was. Yeah, and at one time I I I looked at him and go, bro. Stop bragging. We're kicking it in one of our backyards just chilling. I go, we've all already chosen that we like you. You don't need to prove it to us anymore. Like, you've got enough in, like, re- re- endearing qualities. Is that the word? Yeah. yeah. Endearing, endearing qualities that I that it outweighs anything that I wouldn't like about you. Mm-hmm. I've made the decision I like you. And you'd have to do something significant for me to decide that I no longer like you. And... I, that's how I go about my whole life, right? Like, there are people like, ah, they're kind of tough. I'm like, dude, I think they're great. They do this, 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 and this. And I go, I understand that, like, some people don't like these aspects of them, but does that little bit outweigh all of this? And I'm like, well, that's a great point, right? Like, wake up and don't think, let's be shitty, right? Yeah. Like, I'm terrible. Brooke gets so mad at me all the time because, like, we'll get in an <laughs> argument the night before, like, that night, and then go to sleep, and I wake up. I'm like, what's up, beautiful? She's like, uh, I'm, I'm like, still mad. Uh, like, I, I don't want to wake up remembering that yeah. I'm mad at at someone. Yeah, if we, like, if we write want to down talk about my grudge later, list. yeah, we can. But like, let's wake up with high energy. I try to do that as well. Like, if I, if I also try not to go to bed angry, but like, yeah, I just try to wake up and be like, all right, well, we'll, we'll talk about this. We need to, but like, it's just how healthy relationships work. But like you said, um, fuck. Of course, I'm going to lose track. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm trying to like actually listen instead of like, remain what I, what I Yeah, don't be judgy. In my head the whole time. Um, <laughs> Judging. The, so what I, what I found that generally puts 
off people about me is I'm loud. And what I'll, what I'll, I'll extend that to this is I like to say ridiculous fucking shit, wild shit. It's my favorite thing. I was doing it today at Bottle Shop. It's fucking ridiculous. But the thing is, is to do stuff like that, you have to you have to earn the trust of the room, right? And like with you and Orlando and Liz and most of my peers, I'd say 80% of my peers, I've earned this this space, this respect, this this trust that when I say something insane, I am trying to be funny mm-hmm. and get a reaction and I'm not being malicious in any way and if someone is offended in that moment I can be pulled aside and just been you know I I feel that that's kind of what I've always put off but the problem is is I'm very loud and that carry doesn't always remain in the group where I've earned the space and people will overhear me make assumptions and that gets me in a lot of fucking trouble and they're like well Alex is like this and I've heard the craziest I've heard I'm the craziest leftist you've ever met. I'm the biggest Trump supporter. And I'm neither of those fucking things. Um, and it's just weird where people will make decisions and land on me through overheard conversations or I'll hear about it through someone else. And I'm just like, hey, man, like, I understand that I'm a chaotic fucking mess. But if you want to ask questions or get to know me, we can do that. I've, I'll talk that talk. I, you know, sometimes I don't always have the first interaction with people. And that's why I voice... Those interactions, my friends like Bobby, because then he can be like, "Oh no, you got that one wrong. Revisit that." And yeah. da, 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 da. And I can because I'm I'm not out here holding a grudge. I'm just out here doing my fucking thing, and everyone can take that as it is. And there's only a few people I don't want to like have to work around their fucking personality or whatever. And we all have that. But I try to keep it moving in this industry. But there is a problem sometimes where people we're always eavesdropping on each other's conversations because we are. Uh, and I think that that creates a lot of trouble sometimes, but we also just have ears. I also talk crazy shit, so fuck y'all. And <laughs> but yeah, so you know how it goes. I want to change up the pace of this a little bit. All right, I'm going impromptu. Uh, Orlando, I want to I want to learn a little bit about you. About me? I wanna, yeah, I want to know what you put your right leg in your pants first. What's going on here? Do you put your shoes on one at a time? Do you even or tie them? I'm like an. I just keep my shoes tied. I and use Velcro. I'm old. I'm kidding. I was like, let me peep them shoes. I just leave the shoes tied and just shove my foot in there. Like, I stopped doing that when I was in my 30s. Really? I did that from like 19 to like 28, and then I feel like tying you, your shoes you is You untie? Yeah. I, I'm very missed. So, because I garden and work out and stuff like that, I'll do three, four, sometimes five <laughs> outfit changes in a day. Jesus. Really? Then, Are you on a runway? How are we seeing the same the fuck out of talking about? <laughs> Well, that's I'm not judging. <laughs> Listen, that's one of my favorite things. Uh, it's called like it's my favorite it's, shirt. It's called a uniform. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't run my reps that way. Uh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. <laughs> Just say. Yeah. Okay. It's my turtle day. All right, Einstein. We got it. I'm not making commission money. <laughs> But when I work out, I have workout clothes, and when I garden, I have other clothes. But I'm always like in my general like Grand Canyon work uniform. But I'll change through shoes three. Did or four you just times. compare yourself to Steve Jobs? <laughs> I thought that's why you were laughing. I, that's why I kept steering into it. I was laughing in my own head of other things. That's why I kept doing that. Like, Jesus. Anyways, all these geniuses. You're anyways, a mad genius. Anyways, um, I always compare myself so, to billionaires. So there will be three or four shoe changes within that time. And it just is easier to just untie them 
and read time. And a lot of times, my wife or kid is home when I'm doing that because it's either early or at night when all that's kind of happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've just started doing this thing where I kind of like just pretend I'm Mr. Rogers and just like <laughs> talk to a screen that. Yeah, so my wife or kid will hear me and I'll be like, thanks everyone, today was a great day. And like, I'll just be, and I'll Turn be like, do, 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 be my neighbor. And they're like, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> and I'm just changing my shoes and then I, you know, go walk the dog or something. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I just started tying my shoes when I did So let's, uh, let's, let's hear a little bit yeah, about this you. Is, yeah. Well, this is a perfect setup for my life currently because currently I'm in transition and I'm in living this gypsy lifestyle that is so fucking weird to me and I'm, I'm out of my bells? element. Huh? Is it the bells? The bells? You said gypsies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still in your 80%, but my... <laughs> currently. Gotcha. No, no. We sold our home in October, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys have heard of that, right? So yeah. we sold our home, and the intent was for us to stay there till the end of the year mm-hmm. so we wouldn't have to pay capital gains yeah. and have more time to look for a home. Well, the, the buyers wanted to be in by December 1st. So we rushed to find a place. Put an offer in at a place in Homestead. Um, did an inspection. Um, the inspector said, man, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things here you're going to have to do. And the, buyer, and the sellers weren't going to put in any money. So we mm-hmm. said, fuck it. We withdrew that offer. Found a place in Shadow Mountain. Knew we got a really good deal. But we needed to upgrade it because it was built in the 70s and nothing's been changed. I mean, there Ooh. was stains. There was... Some of the carpet was worn out from constant walking, mm-hmm. right? So anyway, we started that. As soon as it closed in mid-November, we started um, We started renovating it, tore everything up, got a big a design that my wife put together for the house. And so the intent was for us to stay in my mom's condo up in Cave Creek uh, during the time that we couldn't move in yeah. and then move from there into the house. Well... We had a falling out. This was right before Christmas. So my mom and my stepdad and I all had a falling out. No. And have not talked to them since then. Ah. Oh. So. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, dude. It was just, it was weird. It was really weird. It, it caught me on, uh, you know, un, uh-huh. unguarded. And so, um, so, oh, fuck, lost my train of thought. Had a falling out. Yeah. Didn't go to Cave Creek. So my stepdad said, I think, you know, it's probably best if you look for another place. So it, we, it, we rushed and we, we ended up finding, um. In a, a hotel suite. Uh huh. The intent to stay there for six weeks in a hotel suite with a dog. So we booked this reservation. After four nights, we knew we couldn't do it. We oh, just couldn't yeah. do it. So that's tough. So prior to all of this, we it was just my wife and I. We didn't hire any any movers. So we ordered a pod. We loaded the pod. We still didn't have enough room for everything. So we loaded stuff into a storage unit, and we loaded all our clothes into the hotel because we knew we were going to use that stuff. After four nights, we knew we couldn't stay there. Well, our contractor said he has a friend who has an Airbnb. Okay. You guys can stay there for a low price. Dope. This is where we're staying currently, mm-hmm. right outside Old Town. Okay. So moved in there. Of drive well, Creek. listen to this. I'm not done. Listen <laughs> to this. I'm not done. So <laughs> so we moved in, unloaded all our shit. Unlo- the place was filthy. It was an Airbnb, but they hadn't cleaned it since the last people in March. Mm-hmm. So we cleaned it, hoped to get a discount, which we did. Yeah. Yesterday, we were notified that they're renting the place this weekend, so we had to be out by the day. No. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so um, we didn't have anything lined up. We didn't have anything. We we thought we were going to move. I got a basement for you. House. Yeah. We might need it. So anyway, um, 
as of today, we found a place, a house up in Greyhawk that we're going to stay in for at least two weeks okay. before we could finally get into our house in Shadow Mountain. But so it's been this gypsy lifestyle. It's oh, been yeah. in and out, loading, uh, unloading, doing. Hasn't been a it's bit just, exhilarating. Been exhilarating, a bit. No, not at all. <laughs> there's no aspect. There's not even like a touch of like Bobby. The backside. I'd rather go back to being boring in these events that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby. The backside of thirty is much different. I promise. I don't know. I, just, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like I can. I can find some fun in 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 shit. You know, like like. You know, obviously, this is not ideal, and you're moving around, and then work yeah. it gets a little more stressful. Life gets a little more stressful. Sometimes you just want to be able to it's fuck your stressful. wife in your own goddamn bed, it's right? It's gotten stressful, uh, and so there's been a lot of arguments. You know, you know, there's a lot of finger pointing as well oh, between for sure. my wife and I and others. You know, we've been promised certain things by our contractor um, that he hasn't followed up on. So, you know, by him offering this place, is it kind of like a peace offering type of thing? Well, I'm okay living in a place for the next two weeks at no cost. I'm yeah. all right with that. Especially a house up in Greyhawk. Yeah. But I need to get in my home mm-hmm. because I've been living out of a suitcase, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. wearing the same T-shirt every day. Um, hey, listen, <laughs> it's part of my charm. Did I, I just see some shade get thrown? <laughs> listen, I'm so, all about it. you know, uh, the washing machine that we had in this condo was real small, so you had to do minimal amount of washing. So it's just, it, it's a lifestyle that's not me. Oh, for sure. I and as like you get older chaos. and you get more established, you... You get more you you're more comfortable with that comfort. Yeah, you need to have that security. You need to know, you know, you have you wanted to know about me. You need to have that routine that you're in every morning. Where you put your shoes on, where you put your socks on, I'm, all of that. I'm shit. very um routine structure based. Like, yeah. I live in chaos, but I know with all the chaos going on, there's this single path that is going to be that's that's like my stability right there's like right. i do this 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 when i wake up i do this in the middle of the day i do this at the night yeah so i i definitely feel I'm kind of like that. that you know i'm, I'm like that too and you, you know you go home you have your routine right uh-huh. you wake up you have your routine but it's been out i've been out of my routine for almost three months mm-hmm. so it's really really weird and so um my wife and i are almost polar opposites right she can go she can get angry from zero to 60 in a second right i'm the more calm one the collected mm-hmm. one but a lot of times I react to her and I push mm-hmm. her buttons and it makes things worse. It's been bad over these last couple months. I'm it's at, been dude, tough. It's man. a lot of stress. It is. It's been stressful. And so, you know, um, I'm out of my routine. So when we get back into the house, you know, my normal routine is, you know, waking up, walking the dog, getting on the laptop, checking mm-hmm. computers, emails, responding to things. You know, I don't really have, you know, uh, people will say, hey, you know, you were up early. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just sending it knowing that you'll eventually read the email. Yeah. Okay, don't worry about what time I send yeah, it. I'm you're the weirdo checking your email, not ready to work. <laughs> like, that, that always bothers me. It's like, okay, so why are you checking your email while also not being ready to work? Right. Like, that's more weird than being. Me? No, oh, I'm just saying the person that receives it, and they're like, oh, I saw you're up early. Okay, well, you were yeah. working. I was working, right? Like, unless you're just checking your email while you're not working, which people, a lot of people do. I think a lot of people have a tough, really, really tough time turning off the work thing, right? Well, like, well that's what I'm saying. Because like, some days I just wake up early mm-hmm. and I do that, that same thing. But also there's days where I get the emails early. I'm like, <laughs> not my problem. Yeah. I don't clock in for two more hours. Well, right. if you're copying on it, you know. It's, I had to restrict myself to, to so only early. emailing people at like 3, 4, 5 a.m. Because like, I'll like get in a workflow state at like 3 a.m. and forget what yeah, and while I've been sleeping with my fucking ringer on silent for fucking nearly a decade, um, <laughs> some people apparently don't do that. In the modern era, you very much should. It, you can also just change it to where like people important in your life, if they call you, it just rings regardless. Like if Chris were to call me right now, my phone would ring 
and but everything else goes mm-hmm. to silent, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no reason to sleep with your fucking ringer. We like, should all call him right now and see how important we are. Do we ring? Yeah. Uh, it is my wife and child. So <laughs> I've actually and Chris in my <laughs> and, and this. Chris guy. And this, and this, and this, Chris, <laughs> this Chris guy. guy. This Chris guy. <laughs> I've Maybe you should do a podcast with him. I've actually been turning my phone off at night. But we're Sounds also like my wife. You turn it totally off. I turn it. No, I don't turn it off. I put do not disturb. Oh, nice. Right. Yeah. I don't hear if it oh, that's anything oh, like that. Yeah, and that's a new mode. I, I, I don't even know that. I just assume what it does because I just literally like the side switch. I'm just like, click. Nope. <laughs> when you actually set it, if you were to text me, it will say Orlando has his notifications turned off. But do you want to send it anyway? And you can send it anyway. It just doesn't alert me. It just it's, oh, it sits there until I look at it. And see, I've never done that because I wasn't sure what that does on the other end. I mean, I could I totally press send it anyways. Yeah, so do I every time. Absolutely, <laughs> send it. Send it anyway. They're not. Yeah. You're not going to be notified. Yeah. It's not going to ding. You're just going to get it. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, that's weird. So it's all good. What a weird function. But um, also, I'm sending some important stuff. <laughs> also, like answer me. <laughs> but you know, another thing is that um, we have a 15 year old dog that's ill, and she sleeps throughout the day. She's losing her vision. She's deaf, and so throughout the night, she'll wake up and she sleeps on the bed, and so she'll wake me up. And so I'm up 3 a.m., mm-hmm. 4 a.m., and then I cat nap to go back to sleep, and then wake up at six. So yep. I'm, I'm tired throughout the day. I'm mm-hmm. tired right now. Um, but you know, it's just an unfortunate time right now. And when we get settled in, hopefully I could get back into my routine in For a new sure. house. Right. Oh, yeah. So it's gonna be a new routine in a new house that I gotta get used to. Well, and that's well. another huge change too, is just you gotta get your entire house set up exactly how you want, right? Like So what we've been trying to do is we've been trying to so we last weekend or the weekend before we finally unloaded our pod and our storage unit. And okay. we just threw everything in the house that was near completion where the floor was already laid okay but, oh that's what you're waiting on is the floor no we're waiting on everything oh, so the floor was the start of it <laughs> i was like we remodeled, like, oh, we remodeled the, the whole house so we got you know the kitchen the appliances flooring windows everything uh, bathrooms so anyway um uh when it gets when it gets done oh so we started throwing shit in just in an area that was out of the way of all the workers and then this past weekend we went back there thinking we were going to have see more completion, and it wasn't, but we were able to finally get things put in place that we wanted to set and then just leave it there for now until we have to move things again. So, yeah, yeah. Man, that's... It's chaos, man. Oh, yeah. What I don't a, like it. It's not me. pain in the dick. Oh, I love chaos. That's where I live. Do you? I thrive in chaos. Anything boring, I, that's where I start like getting very uncomfortable. Interesting. Like, Having a decent move well, you said is not routine. boring. That's kind of boring. <laughs> so it's the routine is what keeps you, keeps like my head straight in the chaos, right? Like I need to be go, 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 Constant things like, like very like, I need my mind pulled away from things and like have very action oriented things. Um, I feel we operate very much the same. So when, I, I, I feel what you're saying. When I am sitting and there's nothing to do, and I get to relax, and I'm on the couch. All of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh, what the fuck's happening?" Yeah. I thought I had a third cup. Oh, I did. yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oopsies. Oopsies. That was me. Oh, I'll take used cups. I'm not a. I'm not a cup. Uh, don't worry about it. Move along. Move along. <laughs> that no analogy is going to be going to be cool there. Um, I started that not knowing where I was going with it. <laughs> so currently, you're mostly moved into your unfinished house, still awaiting uh, move in, still in the Airbnb. 
Yeah, we're still in it. Well, we moved out of the Airbnb. Oh no, you just said today. Yeah, this you just morning. Got a new... And so I have my. So I have a rental. Right, you saw that outside. Yeah. And the only t- reason I have a rental is because during house. the move, I got in two accidents. My Car fault. accidents? Yeah, my both fault. Both your fault. Both. both oh of them. no. I, nothing major. I just backed into two things. So I put it in the shop today. So I put it in the shop today through insurance. It's my fault. I got to pay yeah. a deductible. All that shit. So I got a rental. So I loaded up. This rental is full of house shit and oh, yeah. clothes and all kinds of shit to drop off at the new place when we go back. Wait, so have you shit your pants yet? <laughs> I still have not. <laughs> Good man. And I'm proud. Good fucking man. Uh-huh. Did you get your 20 bucks yet? <laughs> still lying. I, I'm not going to lie. All of a sudden, you're like, I got to move this couch how many times? And we don't have a full kitchen, so I, I got Taco to, Bell. Like, what the fuck? I'm I not the triple handle shit, and I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of that either. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I had to stop at two different stores uh, today, and at both of them, I looked for lamination sheets. Uh, to <laughs> laminate, laminate that 20 laminate to get back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'll have to do that at a different time, apparently. Um, I'm still waiting. I know. I, 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 well, you guys aren't betting on each other. Uh, Oh, we oh, guess. Well, I was going to open it up with a bet if I could get it done. Um, I was trying to do a little prep work for today's episode uh, with the, the 20, and then uh, I was also going to write a checklist up there. But I guess instead of that, I'm going to just turn it into a question. I'm so glad you pointed at that because I forgot to. So, I erased everything and then didn't put any of the things I need to do, so I've never remembered. Go on. Perfect. Well... On the fuck'em list, we got Christine Carr, the true bitch, and we got Mike Wolf. <laughs> Mike Wolf. I don't know any of these people. These are the people we were talking, Those are the two people talking about, last time. about last time. Oh, shit. You got a great memory. Do, no, I don't. I, you know I listened to this before I came back. Oh, smart. Uh, <laughs> it's what I do. I, I can't remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, my question. Cheers <laughs> again, gentlemen. Yeah, Thank man. you so much for bringing this. So, yeah, let's talk, let's talk about this real quick before I ask my question. Uh, this is... Uh, I like the Bourbon Counties, personally. Uh it's like, it's like pumpkin spice. A lot of times people are like, oh, who's out here drinking all this pumpkin? Well, probably a lot of people, and I'm actually one of them. So I'm a Bourbon County spice. fanboy. I grew up in the era. So this one's oatmeal, stout, oh, just the standard uh, coffee and maple syrup. Okay. Pretty, yeah. I don't think I've had What year one. was it? Oh, that's right. The age. Oh, 2020. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> the year, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this thing's got COVID. We're going to get sick. Mm, well, that doesn't taste like a wet market. <laughs> So I think we're safe. Um, so do you have, uh, on our Orlando Mount Rushmore of fuck em, do we have another face? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I were to throw, if I were to go back to pre-beer days, yes, there's sir. always a lot of faces. Here, <laughs> there's here, a whole pantheon. <laughs> there could be. Here in the beer industry, uh, I can't drop a name. Oh, uh, okay. yeah, I can't. Right, I mean, enough. but yes, <laughs> we turn this shit off. I'm talking shit. But, uh, okay, um, so there is, but currently they're one of our peers, and you have to kind of play nice. All that. Technically, they're not. Yeah, they're one of our peers, but they're not in this industry. I mean, they're not in the Arizona industry. They're in a different area. But okay. Um, okay. there's others that know this person that. Oh, well, that, that's the crazy thing about this industry, right? If, if we'll just kind of move along. Wait, who are we uh, talking about again? Nobody. Uh, we're not, so we're just kind of moving <laughs> along. Um, so it is wild, though, that, like, coast to coast, everyone fucking knows each other somehow, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you go to a handful of, like, these conferences, you end up connecting with so many people. You manage one state for a brewery for two years. You get so connected into this network that is 
unreal. It's mm-hmm. it's truly something else sometimes. Like how much even just like oh the person's in a different state. What does it matter? Well, in our business, uh, how which state and how close is it? Because it yeah. might be they might find out tomorrow. <laughs> Oh man, I wish I could say something. I, yeah, you know what? Something to come to mind. Someone to come to mind. What is so? This was in the fridge. I, I don't remember who brought this, but that, this uh, is a I did Bourbon County that says barley wine. Yeah, that's a. Uh, so I brought that. That's a really old uh, barley wine. So Mr. 14. Ron Youngberg himself, one of my favorite mentors to talk about. This is 2014. That yeah, is. he's old as fuck. Yeah, when he when I was working the Vegas market, um, like I said, Mr. Ron Youngberg, one of my favorite mentors. Um, he had a couple, he's from Chicago. He was, now that it's west of the Mississippi, he was my Yingling pipeline. That's why I always had Yingling. Ron Youngberg, shout out my man. Um, and he also, when I worked the Vegas market with him, would get tons of Bourbon County from his sister. And I guess one year he showed up to her house and she had three bottles just sitting on the counter. And she's like, she's like, you like beer? Do you want those? I'm not going to keep them. And he's like, I, I think I know a guy who'll like them. And so it was that one. Uh, one from the same year that was the last year they did Cherry, I like which that. I drank with Matt Trethaway inside my home the first day I bought it when he was helping me do some remodels. I celebrated by drinking that with him there. And then I had just a regular one I brought to a bottle share once. I forget. They had one last year, Cafe Olay or something like that. Bourbon that sounds, oh, dude, it was phenomenal. Sounds, yeah, it like was that. phenomenal. And they would serve it in, the, in these size bottles, and I, I drank the whole bottle. It was good. So this is as a, the barley wine. No, this oh, uh, okay. this style, but that, it was that, in the that new that new size is is a, is a perfect size. I like it. Uh, the twelve ounce bottles I didn't like, and the big twenty twos and the what is the other size of that three seventy five milliliter or whatever. Those are all too big. So um, yeah. or no, they're seven fifties or I can't never remember. It's a five hundred milliliter. Okay, so yeah, the 750s are the... <clears throat> drink, drink by September 10th, 2022. Yeah, 16.9 ounces. So, <coughs> so just in time. Um, I'm excited. Uh, Erlan, are you a gambling man at all? To a certain extent. Okay. Yeah, I don't go large, but... How do you feel about really, 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 really small bets? I'm down with them. Yeah? Yeah. How do Prop you feel bets? about fairly coated beer? <laughs> Not warm beer. It's cold. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> Nobody is. Oh, I know. But I, it's a small bet, right? Still I, but you're going to pay me. Oh, I always lose these. Uh, I'm, I love silly little games. Do you know the game War? Oh, With God. cards? I mm-hmm. lose this yes. every time. So I also like the game of Chance, where okay. it's not just what Second you were chance. dealt, but... Oh, look at that product <laughs> placement, baby. Uh, but you get to pick... What card do you play? Okay. So I like to play War. You get 10 cards dealt out. You get don't get to look at what those cards are. They're all face down, but you get to pick which card you pick from. So you choose your own fate whether you win or not. Okay. As opposed to like just what was dealt to you in row. Say so we play a game of War. <laughs> Everybody gets 10 cards. We play seven hands. Whoever wins the least has to chug or at Ugh. your range drink a coated IPA. A coated, how coated? Which IPA? <laughs> it's fairly coated. See, I don't care how coated. I care which IPA. It's it's seize the IPA. Second it. chance seize the IPA, which oh, we okay. haven't made in that's, that's six months. Yeah, it's a quality IPA. All right. I mean, of course, as co-host, I'm into anything he brings up. Sure. So. 
<laughs> and he's a gambler, right? Uh, in worst yeah. case, you drink a little old beer. I mean, Bob, we've Bob, all drank Bobby old beer like accidentally. Roll, Bobby likes to roll them dice, both literally and metaphorically. <laughs> roll them dice. So this deck is Shuffle Bell. Shuffle again in front of you guys. Shuffle this dick. Um, I'm not going to shuffle your dick. That ain't happening, dude. I'm um, just using a fringe accent. Okay. I'm going to... This is a legit deck. Well, I'm also... I've always wondered if Bobby could count to ten. Now I'm about to find out. <laughs> Did you uh, know I can't? Now. Why would you say that? Okay, <laughs> so you get to you don't get to look at them. I, I understand. I just wanted to get them over the. How many? How many cards? There should be ten. How many cards do I get to pick? You you get all these ten, but you don't get to see them. Yeah, but which ones do I get to pick to play? How many? We're we're Seven. gonna play. Seven separate hands. Oh, okay. The seven separate hands from a single deal. Yeah, so okay. you just I got it now. I got, it. I got it. pick your card oh. to flip. You just lay that like chance. And then you play it like war. And then you just pick gotcha. to flip. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. You keeping tabs? Well, you'll whoever has the least amount of cards, because you'll take whatever you get. Yeah, so so basically it's you're gonna yeah. flip a card, then he'll pick a card to flip, then I'll pick so uh-huh. I got it. Yeah, okay. You want Bobby? the honors? Go ahead. Go. Pick your card. Ah, six, ten. Oh, yeah, here we go. That's me. No, nope. high card, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought I was taking it. <laughs> You're the lowest card. <laughs> I know. I got to remember how to play. Okay, dude. I'm older than Alex. That's old. You ain't older than War, baby. <laughs> I feel. He, right. he just got confused because I'm from a place called Sholo. Right. <laughs> so we'll just keep going. In actually, in, fuck that place. In dealing order. Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's not good. A two, not good. I think we'll do this one. Uh, oh, damn. Oh, you gave up the queen. Not intentional. All right, Alex. See, you get to you get to make your own uh, make your own fate here. Damn it. Ooh, Bobby coming back with that queen. That's a uh, is that back from the dead? Is that a prediction for this year? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, are we gonna, All right, Orlando, it's your turn now. Ooh. Starting off strong with a queen. Queen of hearts. Oh, All right. I'm going to dip from the untouched row. Oh! oh! Holy shit. Came in with the king. King of the north. This game sucks, <laughs> man. <laughs> Fuck this game. <laughs> it's on you, Bobby. Hey, there's still plenty of opportunity. There's uh, two games we- left. <laughs> That's There's king. three, first of all. If you hit every Ap- hand. Yeah. So, you're not going to win. It's not looking good for Orlando. <clears throat> uh, it's fuck. not looking good for me either. Well, only one person well, has to one. drink the IPA. All right, four. Oh, tie. Might be war. Tie, 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 tie. You guys, I should have let you guys shuffle so you didn't think I was cheating. Even though <laughs> oh, I was why would we think that? Just because I'm winning and yeah, I, it was my deck. You're cheating. There Come we on, go. Just give me one. Oh. There we go. It's a W. Oh, How many times have you won, Alex? That's seven games right there. Okay, yes. Nice. Okay, cool. cool, cool Did you win twice? I won twice. So, seven games. I won twice. I'll drink one with you. Solidarity, you brother. To, bro. I, I participate. Solidarity, brother. It's all right, man. I'll do it. Fuck Let's it. just play out these hands. Let's play them out. Why would we pick ten cards if we're going to play seven Because you get to pick which seven. Though? You get to pick which seven rather no, no, than no, just we'll, having we'll play this out and just do final there. 
Okay. So it's, Who's, it's, it's Orlando I just played. Damn it. Even though I'm losing on good cards. Man, Bobby's... Right. <laughs> well, Bobby's not... Hasn't lost it. We know that. <laughs> Bobby has not lost oh. 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 Aces, baby! All right, let me see. <laughs> the ace is paid. Oh. That's it. That Would have won you on other hands. Oh. There we go. Oh, shit. That actually ties us up. Fuck. Oh, that's right. All, All right, right, Bobby, here. how do we tie break? You get three cards each. You only lay down one. Whoever right, gets so it Alex gets and it. I each had only two wins. Mm-hmm. So Bobby actually won. So it's a tiebreaker. Who's drinking a beer? An out of code. Fuck. Six is not strong. Oh, seven over Come six. On. Seven over six. Come on. There we go. Ready? You wanted to continue this. I, I didn't think it made sense to do Oh, are we done? Cards. Yeah, we're done. That was it. Yeah. Oh, so Alex geez. lost. I'm so glad he wanted to continue Look at that. So glad I didn't flip this one. Oh, you had a two. <laughs> where's uh? Where's, Drink it, bitch. Oh, I wasn't doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, four, three, where's it at? It's in the bottom six pack, or the. Yeah. See, I dig shit like that. It's so fun. Oh, so it's when silly we talk fun. about betting, you know, you, uh, first thing that comes to mind is monetary. Right? You're sure. Yeah, shit like that. So I will still do that, but it's. I'm restricted on that. I like I know a five dollar bet. So, yeah, that's cool. A five dollar bet's fun because it really I'll even go up really to twenty on certain things. Sure, but shit like this, I like. Yeah, like I, I, I'm huge on a lot of five dollar bets because it comes and goes, right? It, you just hand, you're handing a five back and forth a lot. Um, so I. Yeah, I think we exchanged a five like four times in Denver. I'm sure we have. <laughs> the last time I tried to give it to you, you just slapped my hand. <laughs> you're pretty tipsy, but you're like, stop that. We're changing hands. <laughs> oh, okay. So going back to that wine tasting movie with Alan Rickman is actually called Bottle Shock. Bottle Shock. Oh, you're pretty close. The only wine tasting movie rocket. I've seen, I quoted earlier, is uh, Sideways with Paul Giamatti yep, and Thomas Hayden Church. That was a good um, one. And, uh, God, what's her name? Not Laura Lindley. The, um, no, uh, Sandra O. Oh. Yeah, well, Sandra O. Oh, and then I thought the chick from 40-Year-Old Virgin was in that, too. Sandra oh, Catherine oh. Keener? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Catherine Keener's in it. Yeah, Sandra O. Oh, fucks Thomas Hayden Church. That's such a funny scene. But have you seen that movie, Bobby? Sideways? Yeah. No. Uh, there's this great scene where... I was a little young to be interested in that when it came out. So was I, but I watched it anyways. And I was like, there's this, there's, there's a couple scenes that make you want to watch it when you're older. And so I went back and rewatched it. It's fucking hilarious. I'm sure it's a solid movie, but like yeah. as it came out, I, did, I just got drawn I in young randomly. And, and then, then it just got past the time to, for sure. There's, there's a scene where he's, they're in Napa Valley. They're doing this thing. He's getting worked up. He's, he's very, <laughs> he's very like one of those like high agitator. Like and it's, it's very much Paul Giamatti. He's like, I don't want to fucking drink anymore. And he's like, got all these like, you know, reasons of why. And he's just very, you know, high, high manic. And so they're just like, they, they basically say something about him making a scene and he goes over and picks up this heat, like they're in a Napa tasting room mm-hmm. and picks up the large dump bassoon and just starts chugging oh, gross. it. And it like all over, like <laughs> it is an incredible scene. It's not terrible. It's absolutely Storyline wise, but like the scene is incredible. It's hilarious. You should watch the movie sometime, but 
And he, every time he says Widen movie, I'm like, oh, sideways. And then he says exactly. the other thing, and I'm like, oh, it's not that movie. <laughs> Virginia Madsen. Ah, yeah, that's right. who it was. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jamati was, uh, Thomas Hayden Church was actually nominated for an Oscar in that. Oh, sure. So was Virginia Madsen. Oh, damn. Yeah, that was a killer movie. And then he went on to. Do you think we get nominated for this podcast? Actually, oh, yeah. Actually, uh, we Within were this we, we were nominated. <laughs> we were nominated on iHeartRadio for best new podcast. Oh, nice! Uh, that's a self submission, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, you got to let people know so we can vote. I was going to do a thing. They announced the best uh, podcast of the last year, and uh, Andy was supposed to Photoshop our logo into that, <laughs> uh, but he waited too long, and now it's not funny. Fucking Andy. Uh, it'll be in the show notes and probably still he'll make it. We'll still put it up. But yeah, dude, uh, I'll, I'll lie. Yeah, I'll lie about our accolades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> award winning. Here's the thing. I'm when sitting it, with two award winners. When it comes to uh, some like jokey bullshit, like I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna goof and have fun and say certain things and be like, is that true? No. <laughs> if you, you even kind of call me out, oh, be so honest, like no. Yeah, but it's, yeah, we're just uh. We're just having a, a fun time, and what has been nice is uh, more often, and not now, like, because at first it was kind of like a culture shock what we were doing, and some people were like, "Oh, like, oh no," and we're like, "Shut the fuck up, everyone talks shit, it's fine." I think and, people need to be more comfortable in their line of work, right? Like, but also have like an understanding of where what they should and shouldn't talk about, because there mm-hmm. there are people I've had, we've had on that was like, "Oh, that's a little more extended than I would have said mm. about the company I'm working for or companies <laughs> in the past," but I'm never gonna question what they do because some people I, I think more people just need to be comfortable in their line of work and not be so worried about offending or losing their job mm-hmm. because your life shouldn't be so revolved around your work right it it should be somewhat the opposite well so i mean it, you it depends, do your job like, and you are my you life is all work right yeah, but, but it's you're 100 percent you and then yeah. you just also have this job and if you want to be you and someone catches wind and then tells your boss on you and be a snitch ass bitch like Dude, you shouldn't have to worry about what your outside of work is if it affects what your work is like. If I did something at a bar and I made a fool of myself, but it was like absurd, I was just a little drunk and like good work. I was like, well, did that happen? Absolutely, it did. It's funny right? you say that because um, getting back to my last podcast, I mentioned but didn't follow up on the guy that threatened me to take me in the alley. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. All right. So this dude had two personalities. He had his work personality mm-hmm. and he had his personal personality. It's like, dude, just like you said, be yourself. 100%. Be yourself. Be yourself at work. Be yourself at fucking mm-hmm. at home. Some people so really hate that. At work, he was very aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, very forthright, very opinionated. Outside of work, yeah, I've I've kicked it with him and had a couple beers because I like that personality of him. Yeah. But, but why the difference? Yeah. Some people can't differentiate. You know their their work personality from their home personality, and it's almost similar to when you manage people. You got to manage people on a professional level, but you're still on a personal friendship level. But you you have to differentiate that too, sure. so that when you discipline or give any type of performance reviews or whatever the case may be, you want to be up and honest with them as a manager, yeah, not a friend. And they have to understand that as well. But yeah, you're right. And there's a lot of people that I've encountered that. Um, have those these two different personalities mm-hmm. i think you should be exactly who you are even outside of work and in work in in some aspect of like 
you are you, but you're doing a job. You but can, you're still you. Like you, you should have your personality and be professional. Like so, I I, I can do it. I will for always fuck's sake. I will always say this. <laughs> you were supposed to choke or let This is. <laughs> <laughs> I actually coughed. That was weird. I know. I know. This <laughs> is this is one of the things I I love going back to. I think I think it to myself all the time dealing with buyers. Right. If at work, you're a dick. But outside of work, you're a really nice guy. What does that make you? A fucking dick. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yep. it's you, at the end of the day, you were still a dick. Well, perception's reality, too. Like, if the only interactions I have with you, this is who I see, I don't give a fuck who you are at home. This well, is exactly. my only like, experience with you. It, if well, for any part of the day you were a dick, you chose to be that dick. Because outside of that per- thing... You chose not to be a dick, a fun, friendly guy, but all of a sudden you clock in and you're an asshole. Like, there's a what? What was what was the reasoning for that? I get maybe you're in a management Hensley, role, but there's like, an old Hensley manager that was very much like that. Like, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Joe. There we uh, go. Oh, yeah, we all know him. Okay, okay. Uh, Joe. Everyone that ever knew him well was like, you'd get along with him great, and I'm like, no, I wouldn't, because the problem is if I can't get along with him, like. Also, the Weebs, Tim Weeble on Facebook, like, for years, like, people would be like, if you guys ever met in person, you guys would totally get along. Would we? He's an asshole on the internet. Like, I know I can be, like, ridiculous on the internet. And, again, it goes back to that whole thing where, like, you know, this is the space I've created. Like, welcome to my shit show. If you're on my Facebook page, you've joined my circus. Yeah. Right? Like, we were never, me, me and that guy were never friends on Facebook. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, anytime I see that guy on Facebook, he's a fucking asshole. Like, he's posted some funny memes. Yeah. And again, like, in, in close friends of mine, Christine Bradley, you, other people have been like, hey, like, you would like that dude. And I'm like, you guys like the same shit. And I'm like, um, I'm taking that of that. Certainly. And I know that I might even literally be describing myself to a little point here, but um, the. I, I try not to, and I and I have in the past, I try not to go into other people's spaces and just, like, be a dick for no reason because what I've learned is that's what builds people's opinion of me. Well, it's also, like if you I, literally it, explained why you shouldn't do that because you said for no reason. Yeah. Exactly. There's literally no reason. Well, it's trauma and venom you want to spit <laughs> in the world. But to, but to everyone else, like, it makes zero logical sense, right? So, mm-hmm. no, uh... All that was is to. I absolutely agree. It's 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 a little ridiculous. Joe, fuck yourself. Um. <laughs> yeah, if we have stress at home, you don't want to take it out in the trade. If you have stress in the trade, you don't want to bring it home. Right? Mm-hmm. You got to be even kill or you deal with your stress at the. That's at a the great outlook. Hey, That's a know. great outlook. So yeah. you have to do that, and mm-hmm. you have to really understand how you're coming across. And sometimes it needs someone to call you out. Uh-huh. And if you if you're friendly with everybody that you're encountering in the trade and they make a comment to the point where, dude, what's wrong with you? You okay? You're, uh-huh. you're different today. That should snap you back into reality uh-huh. yeah. and re- make you realize that oh, without a doubt. you're being a dick. So um, I've been there. Where, yeah, you know, things we all just, have. It's just that slow tacking on where all of a sudden you're wearing a 90-pound backpack of bullshit and, and stress and hate and you're like, Oh, I can take this off at any time. These last four months have been weird, man. And so I tell you, when I'm out in the trade, you know, I leave the house and I need to calm myself because I know that I just, it's not that I just argued with my wife. It's the fact that I'm just unhappy in this situation and I can't take it in the trade. And then the shit in the trade that goes on and stuff that's going on, you know, I can't bring it back to the house and Mm -hmm. say, I don't know what the fuck's going on, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's just. There there is some nice aspect of like when you get home, like 
Brooke and I agreed about it where when we're sitting down, your kids asleep, or like I, I ask a lot, like, how was your day? How was sure. your day? Well, give me your bullshit, get it off your chest. We're in this closed circuit. I'm gonna do the same to you. And then sure. but once we're done with that conversation, we don't go back to that work talk. Like well, let's really, let's good. get everything off and then move along. You don't but want. it's very difficult mm-hmm. to leave that there. It is truly difficult because it's your day your day job is minimum eight hours of your day, five days a week. Yeah. That is a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, man. I'll tell you, it, I didn't notice it until Jacqueline got out of craft. But doubling up on that in a marriage that does work like that, it feeds the Uruburus, the, the self-eating snake, right? Because we're the Say that word again. Uruburus, it's the name of the self-eating snake. Okay. You've seen it. It's like a snake. It's in a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tail. yeah. It's, it's called Uruburus. Okay. So you owe you. I've never heard that before. I've seen the image, but I've never heard the name. Like the name, yeah. So, you know, I come home and I'm like, unload this, this. And then because there's so much commonality, we start back and forth about each other's stuff. And then I'll tell you, man, two years of that is pretty trying. And now that she's a Kona, she can come home, vent to me about her day. I can vent about mine, and they're still relatable enough, but still foreign enough. Mm-hmm. It's fine. So, uh, craft couples, uh, shout out to you because it does feel when you're both in the same exact business, um, at, at least this one. Because um, I've dated other bartenders before, like that shit all gets left at home too. Like, what's their name? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get me in trouble. Uh, shout out, Jacqueline. Uh, <laughs> Jack, I know Jack. Yeah. We all know Jack. Oh, yeah, Jack. Oh, yeah, Jack. Oh, Jackie. Oh, Jackie. Don't, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, she's, Jackie. Oh, so. she's going to be so mad. <laughs> hey, what arm I, wrestle me for it. What I've come to, she will. <laughs> I know. What I've come to understand with, with my wife, and it took a long time, is that, you know, I, I mentioned that she could go from zero to 60 in a second, right? So when she, yeah. But I bet you in in the inverse for like, like love, passion, those kind of things, caring. I bet you can she do, she could do the same. Like, do you think she can get to like a passionate or loving or complimenting personality in, in zero to sixty as well? Yes. Yep. Good call. Absolutely. So I don't want to dis you know dismiss anything like that, but she she can be like that. But you know, her first reaction is always negative on mm-hmm. a lot of things, right? But when her day goes wrong and she starts venting to me. I have to cut her off only to ask, listen, mm-hmm. do you want me to fix it or do you want me to listen to you? Yeah, great question. It's a solid filter. Exactly. Yeah. Because as men, we try to fix everything. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. You're telling me a problem. Well, here's what I think you should do or here's what I would yeah. do. Hey, no, let, I'm not let looking for that. Let me coach you through yeah. this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, just to, I just want to talk some shit right Is that right mansplaining? Is that mansplaining? I did. No, I don't know if that is. I, I, I think that mansplaining. Uh, had, I think it's had, bullshit mansplaining. It just, it's just. Mansplaining exists. I think intent is. I think intent is the, the thing, right? Like. I think that if you're just honestly trying to fix a problem for someone you care about, but if you're explaining something to someone because you've assumed they don't comprehend it because you've made that judgment based on their gender. Do you think the vast wow, majority yeah, of it is is men saying that I, I mentally think that they just are too stupid to understand because they're women? Or is it because like the the first thing I think of is when someone's like, what is like, or says something, I'm like, I just need to explain it. Like, 
Sure. I do the same thing, guy, girl, if you don't think you came child, adult. Like, I, like, I just you think and, to and explain. A, you and I have a similar brain. and But I, just like Orlando was saying, I've grown like, up in rural America. Do I, I fix this or not? Feel right. that, do you just want me to listen? I feel that it is yes. true. Yep. And I'll be your ears. I'll do that. Absolutely. So now, whenever we say, whenever we have an issue, it's gotten to the point where it's like, I need to vent. Beautiful. I just need to share something with you. I'm not looking for an explanation. I'm not looking for a reaction. I'm not actually looking for you know you to fix it. I'm just upset with what happened today or something to that. That's point. some women's playing. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, so but that is kind of a healthy now, thing. But it took a long time. It, it's so healthy to do that because if someone comes, hey, I just need to get some shit off the chest and just let me talk. It's just like, like man, oh, it's just fantastic. Like yeah, and, and just, yeah. Um, just yeah. another thing I try to do sometimes, and, and again, it's sometimes we don't with our spouses have it, but like occasionally, if like I've you know got some shit, I'm just like, hey, you have space for this for about an hour? Um, it'll <laughs> be good. like, it'll be like, uh, give me after dinner, like right. something like that, and like that has also helped too, rather than just like, and, and again, that, that's a big one though, like because also. I'm such a, a, a fixer, right? And like, mm-hmm. and I don't think that that's mansplaining, just to be clear. I Correct. think that if you, I grew up around rednecks and, and, and rural people that really do think like that, like, oh, women don't know how to do shit. Like, it's very weird. But, <laughs> I, I think that's the majority though. Do you? I Statistics are fucking weird and bullshit, kind of. Uh-huh. So, like, I don't know, man. Like, I just I know my own anecdotal experience through life, which was I, like I grew think, up around a lot of that. I like to think the majority of people are good. I also like to think that, but, the, but then the, the also minority look is at loud. All of the media we consume and what's most popular. Yeah, <laughs> just say it. Well, I mean, I would like yes. to employ anybody who's listening to this, or even you guys <laughs> who listen to me, say this is uh, like no. find find a buddy and like you know. Go go to a bar, have lunch, or whatever yeah. it is. Like once a week, and have real conversations. Not the, oh, absolutely. How's life? Great. And the back of your mind is like, it's not great, but I'm gonna say great because it's real nice. And go. No, I'm I'm oh, I can, I I'm in with this that. one friend <laughs> that will listen to me, and I'll talk about the things that are I'm very vulnerable on because most people are having very fucking similar things like. Oh, yeah. I'm very transparent now because of a lot of my friends and then just time. Um, talking about all the things that are vulnerable with me. Like, I will be very open because I've learned so much that if something's happening to me, it's very likely it's happening to someone else and I'm not alone in any of these things. <clears throat> I would have to be so smug to think this, I'm the only person that's going through this, right? right? And for years, I had a buddy who was always that open book and we'd, and he was having marital issues. At the same time, Brooke and I were having relationship issues, but I hid that. Mm-hmm. I, hid that. I didn't want to have to go to him and be like, hey, by the way, I'm going through the struggle of this. But he would be wide open about his thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, and like talk him through it and then just never open up. But then he's one of my longest running friends who's also friends with Brooke, and they would talk. And he's like, and without knowing, I found out later that they would talk and he'd be like, why isn't Bobby talking to me about these things? Like, I know it's real. I'm being open. He's not. It's it, it's tough. Like, does he not trust me? Those kind of things. But if you can go and just find a homie that you can sit down and just be wide open about a lot of things, I promise you they've got their own shit going on, and it's going to feel so much better to just feel less alone yeah, about sure. that. Like, it's huge. I have two two brothers, not literal brothers, but two guys that mm-hmm. I'm – 
I'm best friends with one I grew up with when I was a kid that we stay in touch with. He lives in Colorado. We don't talk often, but when we do, it's like no day passed. Yeah. Right? And then I have another buddy that I knew through high school, and then we played baseball together in college, and then he moved here over a year ago. Him and I are like this. He's the he's Those two guys are the guys I could go to and just share everything and not have them feel judgmental in any way, have them listen, have them give advice, and vice versa. That's what you want. Just like oh, absolutely. Saying. So, you know, it's a two-way street on, on my relationship with them, so they share with me. Um, the one that's local is, is you know, obviously – uh, the guy I talk to most because he's 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 local. So, um, but I've known these guys for over forty years, man, thirty years and shit. And so, you know, we've built that trust. We built that. You know, I know that whatever I say to him is going to stay with him. Oh know, yeah, and vice versa. So you, it is important to have someone like that. It's you're very saying important. you uh, in college you played baseball. In college, I played baseball. Played two <clears throat> two years of minor league baseball. Um, couldn't stay healthy, and so never really advanced past rookie league. Um, but then when I got back in, at back, back home, started working to make some money and started playing like semi pro ball, men's mm-hmm. adult baseball league, um, senior baseball league. Do any do stopped, that? Do any of it now? No, actually, I stopped playing probably <laughs> bef- right the year before I moved here, eleven years ago. So you're probably in like a very good coaching phase. Oh yeah, I mean, I coached for three years. That was probably the most fulfilling thing. That was I supposed ever to be our part two, so it looks like that's you- going to be <laughs> part three. <laughs> Oh shit, we already getting there. We're getting there, uh, but yeah, I gotta ask you yeah, this. Are you uh are you busy busy Tuesday nights with your crazy life? <laughs> and we need a fucking coach for my adult men's softball league because we are in a oh, league. Oh really? We are in a league significantly T- higher than we should be. T four I also. There's only so many people that we could do. You know a better power hitter than me? Bro. He's not looking for a power hitter, he's looking okay. for a coach. Yeah, looking for a coach. T four So when I moved here. I'm going to be doing softball continuously. So, yeah. When get I in on here, spring. I expect you to be soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> when I moved here, I actually thought I was going to be playing year round uh-huh. or coaching year round. <clears throat> and I didn't get into either. I had a nephew. I have a nephew that lives here. And so Where he was playing day, He was playing baseball. He was shit, 13 at the time. He was playing baseball. Oh, no, he was 10. He was playing baseball up until the time that I got here. And when I moved here, I thought, oh, perfect. I'm going to coach him. I'm going to work with him. I'm going to put drills together for him, you know, and kind of coach him through high school. He stopped playing baseball as soon as I moved here. Oh, no. I'm so pissed. You'd come coach our, our drunk asses because uh, we need somebody. That's challenging, man. We it's got, well, or even not even necessarily coach, but uh, tell us all our problems. <laughs> like, give us, give us a touch of direction. A lot of people don't want to hear them. <clears throat> oh, no, no, no. We want to hear them. Yeah. Uh, we went... <coughs> We went zero and twenty three. No, and then our second game we went zero and twenty six. In your second season, the second no, we're doubleheaders. So we just we oh played, your game you lost twenty three nothing and twenty six nothing. Uh huh. There's no mercy rule. Usually it's a ten run or something. Well, it it goes it starts with the fourth inning. <laughs> we didn't make it that uh, far. They made that many runs by the time we started <laughs> the fourth inning. Um. So we need some help. We need some help. Got you. That's challenging, man. I'm kind of an old school coach. So when I did coach, let me share this with you. When I did coach, I coached with one of my buddies. What's that? (laughs) He's like, you're a racist? No, he's like, I like Puerto Ricans on the team. They're good. (laughs) No, I'm... Let me just clarify. When I say I'm a hard... uh, When I say I'm an old school, I'm hard-nosed. I'm I'm all about fundamentals and Mm -hmm. not 
the demonstrative fucking histrionics that the young kids do these days. I don't know that, even most of those when words. You fucking so hit don't a home. <laughs> when you hit a home run, fucking run. Don't yeah. stand at the plate. Yeah. Don't watch it. Don't pump your chest. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking you. do all these anna- right? you know, this shit. I hate that shit. Yeah. So, um, well, the best part is if you hit a home run in this league, you just go back to the dugout. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, you don't, you don't run, have the bases. To run the bases. Yeah, oh, that's nice. So let me let me drop some names. Yeah. Kind of just, oh, I'm, I'm kind of just. All right. Yeah. No, no. These are all positive names. So growing up in San Francisco, playing baseball and playing college ball and summer league balls and things like that, I've played with and against guys that actually made the pros. Mm-hmm. I played against and pitched to Barry Bonds. Who's that? <laughs> Never heard of him. Here's one you might say, who's that? I pitched to and played against Greg Jeffries. I, I, you're right. Yeah. Oh. Look him up. Look okay. him up. Rookie of the year candidate, minor league player we'll of the year. We'll tag him in the, in the show notes. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I pitched and played a ball against Moises Alou. Okay. I pitched against John Wetland. I played ball against um, a guy named Alonzo Powell, who is my friend to this day. He was our he was the San Francisco Giants hitting coach for about two years um, up until last year. Uh, he played um, ball in Japan. He played with A Rod. He coached Jarek Jeter. He coached all these guys. So um, yeah, former, there's a lot of former dudes. Giants coach. What's yeah. that? Former Giants coach. Oh, look I'm looking these up. names. Up yeah, look them up. Look him up. He's on it. Yeah. Uh, these so, are these are uh, just just uh, for the listener that's not going to do it. I'm looking these names up as he says them, and these are fucking these dudes are the real deal. Yeah, and there's stories on all of them too, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for big spreads on Google. So as I bring, them. would yeah. you be interested in in eyeballing us on a game? Sure, I love Even going some to show games. notes. You know, bring Josh the wife, Dressman, get out of the house, get Matt comfortable. Courtney. We'll you know, obviously, we want to make it you know as nice for the family as possible. We bring a lot of beer, uh, and. Have have some fun, get out of the house. And but see, is also, that what it's about? Is it about fun? Oh, it's one hundred percent about as fun. As well as as well as wanting to know the fundamentals and the discipline and the I'll strategy of the game, because that's what I'm about. We have to to get to a league that we're going to be able to compete in. We sure. have to prove our badness. So we couldn't even get into the lower league where we should be in. So this yep. le- this season, we know we have we're we're going to get stomped every time. So okay. the goal is let's have a ton of fun. But I promise you, with more structure, more stability, like being a better team will be more fun inherently, right? Like if we can just, we, if we know we're going to lose, but we don't lose as significantly, it will be more, it will be more Absolutely. Fun. If we can make a play. If you lose like, 10 to nothing, that's the accomplishment. Here's the thing. If we, when we make a play, it's the most cheering we uh, uh, if we make a shitty play, we cheer louder than if the opposing team made a triple play, right? Like that. So we're we're in there for fun, but obviously we don't want to be the world's shittiest sure. and having fun. We'd like to be just all right and having fun. Come to a game, yeah. Uh, if I can make it, I'll definitely do it. Anytime you want, I'd love to have at least just hang on the dugout, just look and be like, hey, this person should be playing this base or this, you know, move this way, try this. You got a lefty hook right like getting the other side of the field just just an eyeball because sure. they clearly know what you're doing because <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it, it it truly is we're having fun this is but to have those eyes and say like yo you i know what i'm doing and this is some that's right. this is some advice and, I and you'll have fun right coaching it. i enjoy it because i enjoy watching games because that's that's my only thrill right now mm-hmm. with baseball right just watching but I, you can see the strategy. I've played long enough to know where you know the strategy. You know when they're going to bunt. You know when the shift. All that stuff. So, you're able to. I am able to pick up stuff. You know, it's funny. I will watch a game on TV and I'll make a comment, and then the announcers will make a comment, and my wife will like, 
How'd you know that? Like, Come on. I'm fucking good. <laughs> I've been playing it a while. Put respect to my yeah, name. It's strategy. I've been playing it's this strategy. game. You know why? Because I'm Sir Orlo. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. But Orlo. I promise you, man, when Biatch. we get, when we, if you come in on a game where you helped us out and then all of a sudden we made a run, bro, we throwing a whole five gallon <laughs> Gatorade. <laughs> we're we're, we're light, lighting fireworks and sparklers. <laughs> and, <laughs> Bobby's doing Bobby's doing cartwheels. Uh, it 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 will make what would seem like a very simple average night an exceptional night because our baseline for excitement is so low. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's all fun. It it just it's just fun. But see, that's that wouldn't be fun for me if I played on a team and I well, have. Well, you're gonna coach this team, and I'll make it fun. All right. Well, my brother-in-law. He asked me to play on his softball team a few years back, and I ended up playing on his team. And these guys, you know, were out there because they represented their company, but they weren't good. And it was a challenge for me to actually be out there. So me and one other guy had played ball in the past, and so we were the only two that had that history. So we were the only two that carried the team, but uh-huh. we didn't win any games, and we rarely scored any runs. And the runs that we did score was him and I hitting mm-hmm. home runs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but... Uh, it's challenging because it's not fun being on losing teams like that. And it's not fun for me. Without a doubt. It's not I'm very fun. competitive. It's not fun for me when I'm playing with people that don't know how to play the game. So uh, that's the challenge for me. I, For me, it's, it's, not a, it's, it's not fun or exciting to play on a team with people who don't know what they're doing but also have no interest in learning what they're doing. If yeah, they want to learn. They're not coachable. Absolutely. I'm in. Like, if we're throwing out some advice, and all of a sudden you're working with it, you're like, this is awesome. Because when they make that play or listen to that coaching, and all of a sudden they do it, you're like, it seems yep. so insignificant what that play was. But the fact that they listened and made something happen, you're like, holy shit, this is awesome. The greatest feeling of a coach is when you share something or coach something with somebody, and they're able to utilize it and do it in the field, and you see that sense of accomplishment on their end as well as mine. Mm-hmm. And in this move that I was telling you about, I found my baseball gear, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I have that accessible now. So, oh, dude, I'm throwing out first pitch on March 24th in spring training at Goodyear. No shit? One. Yeah, dude. So, founders, uh, we're going to be in four venues this year. But Goodyear, because of the proximity of the teams in Ohio uh-huh. to Michigan, that's where we're putting most money into it. So we got, we're going to be doing sampling there. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, we have some signage up. And then we're going to be um, – and then we have – passes for a few games but i'm gonna be doing first pitch i keep telling kayla she's gonna do it she goes yeah right you're the baseball guy you're gonna do it you got that right i'm gonna (laughs) you snuff her (laughs) you thought you're going out so yeah march 24th well that's That's fantastic and that's like we'll have to remind us we'll shoot out a blast uh, the week uh week you do that yeah yeah that'd be cool i'd love to go um that's a great way to wrap up we're we've definitely gone over time um but it's it's always great um i want to jump on the uh, local shout out sure. before anybody else takes it because it's Palo Verde Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get there. You want to go there after? Uh, no. <laughs> no I, I, don't I, I mean, any other time uh, I do have a, a stop after this, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I, if you, if we should make some time. I'll go to Palo Verde Lounge with you, bro. And, I, and you I heard- love danger. Like, I... Dude, I found myself. Uh, I hope my wife doesn't listen to this episode. Uh, <laughs> me and John went like dive bar fucking hopping in fucking Minneapolis. <laughs> you looked up dive bars. No, we just went dive bar hopping based on the wildest people we met in <laughs> Minneapolis, which is 
Sounds fun. Not a safe city, if anyone's no. listening. Um, we had some fun. It was crazy. Um, but, you know, um, that that Ralphie meme, I'm in danger again. That's like cocaine for me. So, <laughs> I don't know. Like, my, my adrenaline spikes in the weirdest ways. Um, I know I'm very monotone sometimes, but, like, that's... It's all like remember when I met Andy Rich? It's just like I was in Nebraska. I saw a fight spill out in the alley, and I just like followed it and just kind of was like was a casual observer. He's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Watching a fight." Fight. fight. <laughs> yeah. Fight. I just I don't want to be in there. I just want to watch this shit. Right. <laughs> so my local shout out is going to be. I thought I had this locked down earlier, but I didn't. Um, but I am going to shout it out because um, it's coming up in like two weeks. 12 West and Grand Canyon are doing bringing back the Willy Wonka series for um, Beer Week. So just a shout-out to that partnership that with 12 West we continue to have that fun collaborative series. And then um, even though they didn't start the tradition, they have continued it. So this is always a celebration of Adam and Kelsey, right? So they have continued the Willy Wonka uh, event tradition um, in years. So we're going to do an event with them. Everlasting Hopstopper will come out for Beer Week. Well, that's a great name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mo- most of the beers yeah, we nice. design around these names we come up with, but it's it's going to be a fun one. We're going to use Cosmic Punch Yeast, which is like got this real like interesting like tropical like. Dude, has the yeast game gotten it's like into Fantasm, like the yeah. beer game where like people make the stupidest names and logos, and all of a sudden That's yeast a companies start I think, doing I think, that? I think yeast is going to be the next hot craze. All of a sudden, breed, yeah. like. Like Cosmic Punch, Reese and Rar Mall, or like yeah. uh, fucking. Uh, yeah, what Pixie Sticks? White Labs is uh, the first, but there will be many more. Um, Bobby's not wrong. Um, you know, Phantasm was a thing that Jake Johnson pushed at Twelve West, and they made that beer. Um, and then that's meant to imitate uh, a yeast profile called Cosmic Punch. So we're going to use that, and it's it's going to be a fun time. So we'll be doing that event. Shout out to both Twelve West and uh, Bottle Shop Forty Eight for that. We'll close out with you, Orlando. Right on. Well, I mentioned Taproom 120 earlier, so a continual shout-out with them. They're carrying a few of our styles, including our most recent nitro that we brought into the state, Oatmeal Stout Nitro. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't available outside of Michigan, um, but I was able to secure that, and so we got that in a few accounts. So Taproom 120, good luck to you. Congrats. Um, but more Congrats. importantly, my major shout-out is to my, my brothers at Cidercore. Hell yeah. So. Cidercore, yeah. you know, unfortunately. Heavy heart, yeah. big shout out. Yeah. yeah, huge, huge, Jason and, and Josh. Um, yeah. You know, thank you for everything that you're doing, and, you're, you know, good luck to you. Uh, very unfortunate situation, and if anybody can assist them in, in helping them get back into the production aspect of the Mesa location, then that's what we want to do. So absolutely, uh, shout-outs to them, man. Good luck to you. All right. Thank you, Coach Orlando. <laughs> you heard him you say he's going to coach my team. Yeah, give me the schedule. We heard him say it. All right. I'll be there. Thanks for listening. Cheers, brother. Thanks. Cheers.